Welcome back to the Mind Body Freedom Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Spaeth. I am excited to have you joining me for this week's episode all about how we can achieve optimal health and mental performance. Now, I know I had recorded a podcast a while back about kind of my health journey and how I was able to lose 100 pounds and kind of what that looked like for me. Now, I want to give you guys some tools, some tips, some tricks to be able to really jumpstart your health journey or to continue your growth in your health and physical mental well-being journey that you are on. Now, I'm not here to tell you what diet you need to follow because I don't believe in diets. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what workout regimen you need to follow because I also don't believe in that. And I will tell you, I never did either of those two to try to actually be able to get the results that I have today. Now, people like to know numbers, which I find surface level, but just for the for the episode to just kind of paint a picture. When I first started my journey, I was roughly about 235 pounds. Today, I sit steadily at fluctuation between 130 and 135. My height is 5'7", and I'm a 30-year-old woman who has had two children. (laughs) So for your mamas out there too, this is absolutely possible. Now, when I look at, you know, my daily routine, and that's kind of what I want to bring in here today, because I want to be honest, I'll tell you all the things that I do, but I don't want you guys to feel overwhelmed and think that you have to do all of these things to be able to achieve the desired results that you are looking for, for your mental and your physical well-being. Now, obviously you can take and utilize what it is that I do, but mind you, what I do works for my body, and it has been a massive trial and error to figure out what feels good to me personally, what do I enjoy, what brings me energy, what makes me happy, and what also isn't going to burn me out, where I can still be able to go out to dinner, enjoy a good bush latte when I feel like it. Now, the thing about, you know what, we'll pause there. I won't go down the route of alcohol because I know everybody's got their own opinion on alcohol, and to be mindful, you get to decide. If it's constantly in your brain of, oh gosh, maybe I shouldn't drink this weekend, or oh gosh, I really desperately could utilize a cocktail, it still has power over you, and we can save that for a later date. But let's kind of start with what does a day in my life look like when it comes to my routine? Now, yes, I wake up about 4, 4.15 in the morning. I first thing I do, pee. (laughs) I pee, if anybody needs to know, okay? Empty out the bladder. And then I drink about 24 to 32 ounces of water. I just right out of my culligan. And then I take a pro, um, my probiotic, which I use the brand called Seed, S-E-E-D. That I've been on for about a month and a half, and I think this one thus far is the best probiotic that I have found that I actually can see work. Now, I struggle with some gut and digestion issues where I cannot go to the bathroom for days. We're going to go a little TMI here, but it's the truth. So even especially if I have, you know, an afternoon of having some cocktails, I might not go to the bathroom for three to four days after that. And I do have a gluten sensitivity, which I have celiac on my dad's entire side of the family, which I know I had mentioned in another earlier podcast. Um, So I get kind of 
just backed up without even really knowing what it is that's backing me up. I've done, you know, the elimination diets to try to figure out, okay, you know, is it a specific kind of food? And ultimately at the end of the day, I even felt like elimination diets were just too restrictive for me. And then I would start to go down the self-sabotage hole of like, try this and then go crazy and binge at night and say, screw it, and then screw up all the results. So this probiotic is what has worked for me to get me to start being more consistent and more regular on a daily basis. And it also helps me feel not so bloated, even in the evenings. Now in the evenings, I usually have a really interesting bloat before I go to bed. And I will say since I've been on this probiotic, I have not noticed that as much. Now if I'm out having some beers on a pontoon, eating snacks and shitty food, yeah, I'm probably going to have that bloat even though I am taking the probiotic. So it's not like this probiotic is just going to take your entire, you know, bloat away and it's going to be the miracle probiotic. I guarantee you, no. Try it. If it works for you, great. If not, just do your research and find a high quality one for you. And then from there, I make myself a small cup of coffee and I go into my corner. First thing I do is I pull out my journal. And it doesn't matter what I'm writing down. It could be, you know, some writing about maybe a dream that I had the night before, writing about some newfound awareness that I had around myself, um, anything that I just want to write about. Sometimes I do what I call a rage on the page where if I'm feeling just irritable and frustrated, especially if it's around that time of the month, then I love to do like a giant like rage on the page where I just write aggressively. Like there will be some crazy swear words and F-bombs dropped all over that journal if I'm doing a rage on the page. But not every day is going to be that way because I don't feel rage every day, thank God. Um, but it is. It's a, it's a place to really start to get deep within your subconscious to kind of start figuring out and creating awareness around the pattern and the stories of the way in which you're being. So this morning I had a new profound awareness that I realized that I have a struggle with very calm, almost my mind likes to contort it and think of like boring situations where I need to constantly be in that state of like high energy and a lot of adrenaline, a lot of cortisol. I know I recorded a podcast last week about this. If you haven't listened to that one, please go and listen to that one because it's all about what I'm describing here today. And with this newfound awareness, I was like, wow, like I'm always drinking. I'm either always drinking caffeine or I'm always, you know, maybe heavily exercising or I'm doing something like I'm always in like the doing action taking mode. And when I'm in a space of like nothing going on, stillness, quiet, maybe nothing going on for a couple days or a couple weeks at a time, I start to like freak out and I start to go into a level of self-sabotage of like, oh my God, where's my energy? What's wrong with me? Do I need to push harder? Do I need to do something different? And that's all the mind. And so I came to this realization over the last couple of weeks as I personally have started with a new coach and it's been really eye-opening to see how I am not how I still have the tendency to need to have to like push or I have the tendency to want to create chaos in my life when things seem to be like too good to be true. Now, again, listen to the podcast from last week because we dive way further into this, but that was definitely something that I ended up journaling on even deeper 
this morning. And then after I journal, I meditate. And that can be anywhere from five to 30 minutes. When I first started meditating, I used an app called Calm. I think it was like like 40 or $60 for the entire year, but it's a guided meditation and it's like five to seven minutes. And it just helped me learn how to breathe, which I know sounds crazy that we have there. There's a way to breathe that'll help kind of drop you into that more blissful, more peaceful, more calming state. And then to be able to watch my thoughts without start, like without attaching things to the thoughts that I was having and to, to learn all these different techniques. I really loved using that app. Now today I don't use an app. I just turn on some music that is soothing. Sometimes I'll use binarial, I'm going to butcher this word, binarial baits. <laughs> I'll use the binarial beats. I don't even know if that's how you say it. Um, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But I'll use that. Um, I'll just go on Spotify and type that in the search bar and listen to some of that. Um, or I'll just use like regular meditation music. I did just get a new playlist from my coach that I am obsessed with. And I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I love it. I love it. I love it. I even listened to it on my walk the other day because it's just so, ugh, it's so good. So calming. So amazing. And then from there, when my husband gets home, I head to the gym. Now, sometimes I have enough time to open up a book that I'm reading. So after I meditate, then if I don't have any, you know, profound insights or if I'm just feeling in a blissful state, maybe I'll do some yoga before my husband gets home or I'll do some reading, whatever book it is that I'm reading for the day. And then I head off to the gym or I go outside for a run or I'll go in my backyard and even do some deeper yoga, Pilates style workouts, maybe some light banded weighted workouts, whatever my body is feeling called to move that day. Now, when I first started, yes, I was all about like Monday arms and Tuesday back and Wednesday glutes and Thursday shoulders and Friday quads, whatever. I did the entire weight, uh, weightlifting split and I tried to keep that as a routine and I ended up burning myself out from that and I didn't love it. And I used to love, or I, I love lifting weights now, but I ended up burning myself out, which when I start to burn myself out, that means I like to throw my hands up and give up completely. That's my self-sabotage tendency. So now, do I still lift weights? Of course I do. I love lifting weights, but I'm not lifting weights, you know, six, seven days a week. I might be lifting weights more like three, four days a week. And then the other days are either going for a walk, doing yoga, going for a run. I love to run outside in the summertime. Like even today, I made it to the gym, but my, my pops was there. And so we ended up chit-chatting on the treadmill and I was running and I was not able to have a conversation. So we know my speed was probably a little too high to have a conversation. I was doing a little bit more of an intense cardio session. So I ended up just walking and just chatting with my dad, which was totally fine. I had some time once I got my kiddo to daycare, I was like, hey, it's beautiful. It's actually really hot outside right now. It's like, I think it's already 80 by like 9 a.m. And again, we live up in the Midwest. So it's definitely toasty and the humidity is insane. So I'm like, hey, I want to utilize the beautiful natural sauna that we have outside. Plus I want to just get some good vitamin D on my skin early in the morning. So I ended up coming home and just going for a shorter run just in my neighborhood. And then from there, when I get home, it's breakfast. Now, people like to know, Natalie, what do you eat for breakfast? Now, this, what I'm going to tell you, works for me, and I love it, and I can stay consistent, and I honestly can eat it every day. I literally have one piece of gluten-free toast with half an avocado, a little bit of grass-fed butter, and three whole eggs. Three whole 
um, what do you call it? Free range, free range chicken eggs. <laughs> so the quality of my food, yes, is also extremely important. And then from there I have, and I, I use a greens powder and then I have fruits and vegetables in capsule form. And then I take a plant-based omega. So that is my supplement quote unquote stack that I utilize every single day. I do not skip a weekend. That is my morning routine every single day um, of the week. I don't don't I don't not do something on a Saturday. I don't not do something on a Sunday to take time off. Even if I sleep in a little bit, you know, I might not go to the gym necessarily, but those days might be more of my walking days or my yoga days at home, whatever that looks like and whatever feels good to me in the moment, like I had said before. And then I start my work, then I shower, bring my kid out of daycare, and I start my work day. Now, I usually do a smoothie around lunch. I've been just obsessed with smoothies, especially for hot, how hot out it's been being in the summertime. Sometimes I'll run to a local smoothie shop or I'll make a smoothie at home. And what does that look like? I use a really high quality um, oat or almond milk. Yes, there it does matter the quality of your oat and almond milk. I will tell you there is a lot of hidden shit and a lot of uh, processed milks that may sound like they are the healthy, healthier alternative, but I promise you they're not. So the one I get is called, I think it's like Oat-ily, 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 Oat-ly, um, and I get that from Whole Foods, and that's the best one that I've found thus far. I use Oat, they've got Almond Oat, and I think they might have another um, brand, but anywho, I digress. And so I'll just do like two scoops of a very, very clean plant-based protein powder, that has very, very minimal ingredients. Um, and then I do like half a banana, a scoop of real peanut butter, almond butter, cashew butter, whatever butter you, you wanna put into your smoothie, whatever you enjoy. I usually do one date for the sweetness and then blend it up and call it a day, it's delicious. Sometimes I'll throw some cacao nibs in there to get a little extra crunch, because I do love little crunchies in my shakes. Um, and then dinner is dinner. So dinner can be anything. We right now are doing Green Chef. We've done HelloFresh. We've done Hungry Root. Unfortunately, Hungry Root was too earthly tasting for my husband. So he's like, babe, please. Like, I just, I just can't. And I can't do this one anymore. It was like, <laughs> it was like cauliflower, you know, pasta and those kinds of things. And I would try to make it as, you know, tasty as I possibly could. But yeah, he's like, no, we need to switch back. So we're doing Green Chef now. And it's anything. Like, I'm trying to think. The other night it was a rice bowl with chickpeas and sun-dried tomatoes and feta, and I ended up doing like a healthier pot sticker on the side with that. And then, I mean, it could be spaghetti, it could be burgers, it could be anything. But I know that I'm cooking it at home. I know what ingredients are getting utilized. And if there's something in there that I don't want to put in my body, I just swap it out for an alternative. So that's ultimately what I eat in a day, okay? And that's my routine pretty much every day. Now on the weekends, we're usually either going out to lunch or going out to dinners with friends, family, um, or just me, my hubs, and my kiddo. And even when I'm out to dinner, you guys, I'm still ordering things like salads or protein bowls or a flatbread or, you know, <laughs> obviously I have a three-year-old, so I might be munching on some of his french fries or a grilled cheese or something that he's eating, but I'm not beating myself up and I'm not, you know, holding or restricting myself back from being able to enjoy the food. Like this summer, I've been on a margarita kick lately and we all know how much, you know, like salt and sugar are in those margaritas. And so I'm just super mindful about it. Um, and so that's pretty much what a day of eating looks like. And then the other thing too, that's really important, you guys, is that at night, 
I am in bed by 7.30. I know it sounds crazy that I wake up at 4 a.m., but that's because I'm in bed usually by 7.30. And it's, you know, watching a little tube, reading a book, having a conversation with the hubs, and I go to bed. And so sleep is so unbelievably important. Now, am I one of those like crazy sleep biohackers? No, I tapped into that a little bit last year and it was like, okay, I'm, I'm not even like, to, there, come, there comes a fine line between biohacking to me and just being able to trust and know that your body is this absolute powerhouse of a machine and it is so intelligent. And as long as you can keep control over your mind, you will be able to have a healthy body. So for me, it was like I had the aura rings. I was looking into this certain mattresses. I was looking into, you know, the blue light blocking, red light, all the things to have in the bedroom, the cooling sheets, turning the temperature down, all of these different things. And I, I ended up finding like, hey, you know what? I, side note, you guys, I, I might do another podcast about this, but I don't wear any wearable technology anymore either. There's another whole side of why I don't do that. Um, hashtag it kind of got like addicted and it was like everything that would go off. It was like, I, I didn't trust my body. I only trusted what the technology told me about my body. And that pulled me out of being super aligned and in tuned with what it is that I already know. Because at the end of the day, we do have that power and it is so amazing. So I highly recommend you utilizing it. Now, if you use an aura ring or a whoop band or an Apple watch, Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Some people love that. Some people love to see that. But my question to you is, let's get real. Are you utilizing it? Are you tracking it? And are you trying to better your sleep quality? Or you just like think it's cool and you're wearing it and now it's just another tool that's not really actually getting utilized for what it's meant to be utilized for. Triggered? Invitation looking sad. Love you. Hear you. See you. Anywho, we'll keep moving on. So sleep is very thoroughly important. I used to also take melatonin. I no longer take melatonin because I do believe that you do not want to mess with the hormones already existing in your body and that you can become very dependent on melatonin. And when you try to wean yourself off, you've completely screwed up your circadian rhythm and your body doesn't know how to naturally produce it within itself. So again, I understand there might be certain circumstances where you might need to take a little melatonin here and there. That's totally fine. But if you start to take it every single night, you become dependent on it for it to like put you to sleep and keep you asleep. There's something else going on and that would need to be addressed. So ultimately at the end of the day, I always tell people, find what, find something that you love about being healthy? Is it finding a beautiful park to go for a walk in? Okay, do that and do it every single day. Is it finding a great podcast to listen to? Hey, what's up? How you doing? You want to work out? I see you, boo. Get it. <laughs> Is it finding a great podcast to listen to while you're moving your body? Is it listening to some great music while you're going for a run or doing a yoga class? You know, you guys, I used to love doing Zumba. I would literally do Zumba, I think like three to four times a week. And it was one of my favorite things to do because I love to dance. So it doesn't necessarily have to be go get a gym membership and, you know, just go and work out in the free weight section. No, go find a class that you love. Maybe it's a spin class. Maybe it's a boot camp class. Whatever it may be, I will tell you, if you live in a town, period, you will be able to find a class around you somewhere. Now, I even started when I was way back when, when I was fearful of being in my gym alone, I would go and do videos. I would find workout videos online, on Instagram, on YouTube. I mean, there's so much free value and content out there that you can start to learn how to move your body in a safe way if you do decide that you want to go down the more, uh, more of the strength training or resistance training 
way of moving your body. But all of this said and done is it's all about being in love with what it is that you do. I don't put food, I don't eat food I don't like. I don't eat food I don't enjoy. Yes, I tried the chicken, fucking chicken, rice and broccoli bodybuilder six time a day diet. And it was like, why am I doing this? I hate this. And no, I don't want to put a bikini and strut across stage. That's not my goal. Now, more power to you, ladies. For those of you who have done that, who are listening to this, I love you. I hear you. I see you. It takes so much mental toughness to be able to do a show. So I always give kudos to those who are into the sport of bodybuilding. I think it's amazing if it's something that you love. I personally... It's not for me. I love my food way, way too much. And I go down the sabotage spiral and I end up like going into the yo-yoing when I try to do something really restrictive like that. So for me, it's about eating high quality foods every single day. Now I know I mentioned I did I don't necessarily snack a whole lot, but if I do it's some almonds, some raisins, and maybe a string cheese in the middle of the day. But I keep myself productively busy. So that I'm not constantly thinking about food, but I've done a lot of journaling sessions, meditation sessions, coaching sessions, where I've been literally like, it felt like every piece of my soul was showing on a call where it was, why do I have such an addiction to food? Or why do I feel like I can never stop thinking about food? That was me. I used to be the person who would be like, okay, what am I going to have for breakfast? It's going to be like this. And then after breakfast, I'd be like, okay, what am I going to have for my snack at 10 o'clock? And then, okay, then what am I going to have for my lunch at noon? Lunch has got to be at noon. And okay, what am I going to have for my third snack or second snack or whatever? And oh my God, dinner. I got to be like very mindful. Like I'm going to start weighing this and weighing that and doing all these different things. And it got to a point where it was just too much and it wasn't real. And I wasn't, it was also removing me being able to trust myself. So I was trying to figure out how can I trust myself whilst being on this health journey. And I will tell you guys, the trusting piece was one of the biggest pieces for me to be able to overcome, to understand that especially as a woman, ladies, our bodies fluctuate. We are four different people every single month, okay? Our bodies are always adjusting, fluctuating, doing different things. Hormones are going up and down, progesterone, estrogen, rising, falling. You're gonna have a little bit more weight. We're meant to have a little bit of a cushion on our midsection, my loves. We are, because why? We birthed the babies. That's not bad. That's not abnormal. And unfortunately, in today's world, it's made out to be some like horrible negative thing if we don't have like a six or eight pack ripped core. So I want to be mindful with you guys that my weight goes up and down. I fluctuate five to seven pounds every single month, depending upon what time of the month it is. So be gentle with yourself. Give yourself grace. Be open and be honest with how you are showing up inside of your own mind. And that is why that journaling and meditation portion every single morning is so important because if I didn't force myself to do that, if I didn't discipline disciple of your highest self. If I didn't discipline myself every morning to do that, I would still be stuck in the rut of, oh my gosh, the food and what do I look like and all these things. Now, I do want to be completely candid here. I still struggle at times with body image, with body dysmorphia, with, you know, allowing food to control me. I'm not like this completely fully healed person in and out because I know that's going to be one of my triggers probably forever, but it's something that I work on every single day. 
And I catch myself when I start to go there in my mind. I start having the thoughts of like, oh my God, like this doesn't look good here. And oh God, would you look at this stretch mark there? And oh God, should I even wear shorts today? I'm so bloated. I feel so fat, blah, blah, blah. And I catch myself. I'm like, yo, yo girl, like there she goes. I don't know if I've said this in a podcast yet. I say this all the time on my coaching calls. Ladies, you might love this one. Men, take it. Take it if you want it. It's great. I think it works. But anytime I go into the thought spiral or the thought like self-sabotage portion of me, I literally in my mind sing to myself, there she goes, there she goes again. And I literally am like instantly giggling at myself and I'm able to snap out of it right away. And it's like, ah, and then I take a deep breath. And then I continue on with what it was that I was doing. So it's just being super mindfully aware and asking yourself the questions in your journal. Why do I stand in front of the cupboard at 9 p.m. at night shoveling food in my face? What are the thoughts that I'm having? What are the feelings that I'm having? And is it because there's something going on that is so uncomfortable that really truly needs to be addressed? Is it a blind spot that's wanting to be activated and opened so it can be healed? There's so many different levels and layers of why we are the way in which we are. And I will tell you that then when you start to take control of your mind and your physical well-being, you will be so much happier. You will be so much more fulfilled and life will be just that much more enjoyable. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please find me on Instagram at I am Natalie Spaeth. If you enjoyed this, please go ahead and leave a rating and review so we can push this out to more people so we can continue to heal as many beautiful souls as possible. If you would love to be a part of my free Facebook group, please go to the Warrior Co on Facebook, completely free group. Just go on in there, answer a couple questions and we'll let you in. I go live bi-weekly in that. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day and thank you for joining me.